The year is 1999, and the new age of digital special effects is permeating all of Hollywood. A young hero is plucked from obscurity, for he is the chosen one to free the masses from their evil overlords. No, we're not doing Phantom Menace again. No, man. <laughs> this time, it's The Matrix. How Star Wars is it? Hey, Mike. Hey, Josiah. I uh, hear you got some sweet zaw on your side. Oh, yeah. The... I was like literally cleaning it out of my teeth as you as you said, hey, Mike. <laughs> I'm super jealous of your zaw, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's delicious. It's from down the street. Shout out to Renali's. Oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't started the podcast yet. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Hello, what is everyone. <laughs> Welcome to like, our bad show. <laughs> hey, uh, my name's Josiah, and this is Mike. And I'm Mike. And this is How Star Wars Is It? And this is the show where we take stuff and we're like, how Star Wars is it? And then we decide. That's right. But we also talk about a lot of other stuff. Right. We we want to do everything at some point. We want to we wanna rate and review every single movie, every TV show, and then mm-hmm. other things, too. You know, like, we want to do, say, mm-hmm. for instance, in fact, it's it's quite uh, uh, serendipitous that I'm holding it in my hand right now, pizza. Yes. How Star Wars and is pizza. How Star Wars is a hamburger. How Star Wars is uh, sidewalk chalk. Mm-hmm. We want to do everything, and dare I say it, we will do everything. Mm-hmm. Given enough time. And, Mike, I got to say, we're doing The Matrix this week. That's right, and I'm so excited because it's one I've wanted to do since we started the podcast, even more so than when I found out that you had never seen it. Yeah, so I had never seen The Matrix, and I just watched it today. Today, literally earlier today, and uh, I gotta say, this is a this is a really cool movie. I like this oh, movie. Yes, <laughs> I I was really hoping that this episode would basically be a retread of our Men in Black episode, where like I had never seen it until just like a day or two before, and there's like goo and good practical <laughs> effects and kind of not great CG effects, but like interesting ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. Here's the thing. I had never seen this movie, but I had like you know culturally see you know knew enough like about alive. it yeah so and like i've been on the internet and i read a lot of junk on the internet and so i knew enough about this movie to where nothing was like surprising because i already knew like the twists or whatever right so i already knew what was like gonna happen but it was still really dope i was like this movie's a fun movie like Totally. I know that the... And to your point about it being kind of everywhere, I think that bullet time and, like, the slow-mo effect of all all the famous ones in The Matrix, around that time, like, in the next, like, five years or something, was used, like, a hundred times in different movies and TV shows. Like, I, I want to say bullet time is the I am your father of, like, our generation. Oh, absolutely. It was it was the new cool way to make movies. Um, mm-hmm. And... Gosh, it was yeah. So I watched it earlier today. I rented it, and and you liked and it, and I liked it. I thought it was very cool, and I also felt kind of robbed that I didn't see this when I was younger because I felt like I feel like I would have been so into it. But it, it, I agree. I think I saw it for the first time. Like I was younger, but I was it was it was far after it came out. Like I think all three of the movies were out by the time I saw the original one. So it was probably two thousand four, two thousand five, or two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Well, 2007. This is how counting works. <laughs> it's it. So this this movie had the unfortunate thing about like that we talked about with um, Men in Black, where it I was not 13 when it came out. I was not. I was certainly not 17 when it came out. <laughs> and uh, so it was illegal for me to see it, and I wasn't allowed. Right. You would have gone to jail. I would have gone to jail. I would have gone to jail. So, but it was. I just. I. I really. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to actually like this movie because I knew a lot about it and I knew it was kind of like dated a little bit and that the acting is kind of cheesy. But I really like just I just liked it. It was fun. It's kind of dumb in that like don't think yes. about it too hard kind of way. <laughs> and and I and the acting like wasn't necessarily good, but it all felt like it was the same style. Like it almost felt like they were doing like a weird like, you know, how like 
Shakespeare requires a certain kind of acting. And I was like, I feel like the right. Matrix requires a certain kind of acting. Be- yeah. Because if anybody was being too good or too realistic, I would be like, this, what is, what's going on? They're taking me out of they're taking me out of the story. Um, and you know what else requires that? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely. The the other like, th- like there's a classic quote of Harrison Ford of like something to the effect of Hey, George, you can write this shit, but you sure as hell can't say it. Yep, exactly. So I think that already right out the gate, it's pretty dang Star Wars. And I think also this is not necessarily here nor there, but I didn't have a lot of time today to watch it. And I was like, oh, this movie's over two hours long. So I rented it on YouTube and I watched uh, uh, uh. I watched the first like 45 minutes to an hour on one t- 1.25 speed. And then I watched the last, <laughs> and then I watched the rest of it at 1.5 speed. And I gotta say, it didn't really suffer for, for being faster. It was all very good. Yeah. Like the slow motion scenes were just regular speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because when it was on 1.25 speed, I couldn't tell it was any different. And uh, uh-huh. I was switching back and forth, and I was like, man, this is weird that I can't tell the difference. But then on 1.5 speed, I actually could tell the difference. But it also just made everything faster, and the fights were even more intense. Because I was like, dang, they're going so fast. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. I had a friend who, like, his it was his dad, but I think a number of them in their house would watch movies, like, with the captions on and, like, one and a half times speed or whatever just to, like, get through them quicker. <laughs> I That's, okay, literally, I've done that. Um, I don't know. I've d- I've done that for podcasts a lot. If I really just want to get through something, right. I'll do like a one point five speed. And I honestly, I did that with The Matrix just now, and I think I'm gonna keep doing it for different movies because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't got two hours. Like that's no, that's too much does? time. No one's got two hours to, to waste. Um, and you're you you acclimate to it fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so I liked this movie. I, I I think it was really cool, and I just sort of out the gate, I do think it's pretty dang Star Wars. Yeah, totally. Um, here's a fun just behind the scenes thing. I don't know if they okay. worked on the first one, but after the Matrix was so big and they did sequels, um, MythBusters Adam Savage and Tori Belici or Belici um worked on the like uh special effects, and they also worked on like the star wars prequel special effects really like there's like video on one of the dvds of them like building the models of at camino like the miniatures that they shot for the camino scenes um That's very and neat. then there's also scenes of them building the like mecha armor suits in the zion battle in the sequels to the movie that you just saw and you haven't seen the sequels and there actually aren't any sequels don't see don't search them out <laughs> i know i that's why I, I know the sequels <laughs> are bad and i i don't remember why they're bad but i'm like i know they're bad and i kind of want to watch them just because i kind of am, i just dug the story but i know they're bad and i don't really want to like not i mean not ruin it because it's not going to like ruin the fact that the first one was like fun and good but yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm ever gonna seek out those sequels. Yeah, they're they have really interesting moments in the same. And I would honestly say, in the same way that like the Star Wars prequels have moments that I'm like, well, that movie was bad, but this thing is a cool thing. Um, yeah, totally. They have that. Like that's what I think of the Matrix sequels as. Um, something. Okay. Yes. So. It's been a while. I feel like since we've done an episode where we've actually done the thing that we're supposed to do in this show and like compare a movie to star wars Wars is so i kind of have like like i've forgotten how to do that i'm like what do we do right (laughs) but um so here okay here is some things that are star wars and aren't star wars or i think more than aren't star wars okay okay okay. this movie that are or aren't that are this movie is not subtle at all no <laughs> and i took so i took some notes in the beginning because i was like i'm gonna take some notes and then then i just got into it and stopped taking notes um but like in the first so like before he's even like in the matrix or whatever or no when he's in before he's like knows he's in the matrix before he's in the real world there's so many like just references to like the fact that he's the one and the fact that uh, he's he's plugged in or whatever. Right. First being, and I texted my little brother that he mm-hmm. keeps his money and stuff in the in the book Sim- Simulacrum Simulation. Right. Which is like a philosophy book or whatever that my little brother has read. And I was like, have you? I was like, oh, he, the Matrix has this book. And he was like, oh yeah, the, the Matrix is kind of based on that book. And I was like, right. what? 
And then my little brother was like, yeah. And apparently my little brother had seen The Matrix and I hadn't. And I felt very, like, not cool. Did he break the law? Uh, Well, so apparently they watched it in his theory of knowledge class in high school. Damn. That sounds like a fun class. I feel I know, like I right? would love that class. And since it was rated R, uh, they had to get, like, permission slips from parents to watch it. <laughs> but so, like, I, I was like, okay, cool. And then the uh the the creepy guy like at the very beginning who's like with the girl that has the white rabbit tattoo right liter, liter, he like calls neo his own you're personal my own jesus personal christ. jesus christ man also what says, could have been on that disc it cost him two thousand dollars which by today's standards in terms of like software technology it probably would have been something like photoshop six <laughs> like, like what, what could what it have been for two thousand dollars <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's a good question that we that we never get answered. And then he also says, "Sounds like you need to unplug." Yeah, right. You gotta <laughs> unplug, man. And then the white ra- like the white rabbit is uh, obvi- is a refer is like a allusion to Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole, which later on Morpheus literally says, "Like you're right. Alice in the rabbit hole now." And like the boss, at his work when he gets fired is is like or like almost gets fired. It's like, oh, you think you're special, huh? You think the rules don't apply to you, and they don't. <laughs> And like then Trinity, his name is Trinity, and Neo mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's pretty well known that it's an anagram of one. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you were gonna say of uh, Eon. I was like, hang on, there's got to be at Eon. least one or two more. So yeah, I was like, just in the beginning, I was like, dang, this movie really is not subtle in very much in the way that they hit you over the head with it. I think similarly to how Star Wars sometimes hits you over the head with symbolism. Right. Um, and in the same way, like, while subtle. it's not subtle, it's also, though, not just, like, holding your hand at the beginning. Like, it just sort of starts, and they're like, you'll you'll catch up. And then eventually it does kind right, of they... exposition you to death. But, like, in that way that you were talking about Morpheus going, like, you must feel like Alice. Like, it's just sort of like, at that point, the character's job is to explain to the protagonist what's going on with him and the way you do that is you explain what's going on and he's still being all like cagey and poetic like hmm yes uh, you right. think you're in 1999 like well yeah it definitely just jumps you into the world right. and is like you'll fit well once the audience surrogate gets to the point where we have to tell him what's going on we'll tell you what's going on but the other thing the other thing that i feel like is not star wars is that i feel like the matrix has something to say in a very specific way yes. beyond beyond like good is good and bad right. is bad like choice like, and like uh agency yeah. and like yeah because like we've talked about before star wars is very much like the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad and there's not a lot of gray and most and it mostly it's just like good guys need to beat the bad guys is always like the right. theme and the matrix the matrix is like do our choices really matter what is reality like what matters in right. reality like do you have control of your destiny? And it's all pretty, like, like once again, not super subtle, right. but it it has questions it's trying to answer that are like themes beyond, oh, bad guys are bad, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and so, uh, and I thought that it, was interesting. It also, the uh, I, I, that movie is just so tight, and there's not like a mistake in it. Like, there's, I mean, like that's that's an overstatement, I suppose. There's probably plenty of little things, but like. They worked on that movie for something like five years of pre-production before they shot it. Wow. That thing was just lean and mean. That, that's what that's the other thing I felt. I was like, this is a very well-made movie. Like, I feel like they mm-hmm. I feel like they knew what they wanted to do. They got in and out and they made a really solid film. Which and honestly, I, understand... I don't need I don't need it to be very subtle if it's gonna have something to say. I don't think The Last Jedi was very subtle, and it's like the first time I saw a Star Wars movie that I left going like that movie was about something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think it necessarily always has to be like, what are the themes here? Let's like really dig deep. And I think that right. um I think having something to say at all is always a nice thing about uh, media and like it doesn't always have to be that way but when it is it's like oh that was nice and yeah. I think that okay and uh, we talked a little bit, a little bit about this on the episode with with uh, Caitlin about Shark Tank <laughs> but coming soon <laughs> coming soon uh, but uh, we kind of talked we didn't talk like shit about Stranger Things in the Stranger Things episode but we were like why did we like this you know yes. what, what's what's good about we couldn't it couldn't remember like wh- why we even liked it in the first yeah place. and I and when I watched season three I was like oh it's a good show it's part of the reason why but also I felt like it also had stuff to say and like themes about like growing up and like 
your friends changing and you staying the same and and that right. all hit me really hard and it and uh the matrix i i think is once again not as not subtle about it but also has it's like hey i'm asking these questions and i don't necessarily have the answers so you kind of got to you kind of have to like infer your own answers, right. you know. Like it, it only shows us the door, but we have to walk through. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. There it is. <laughs> also, like, okay, this is this is another like. So I never saw the Matrix, but I remember I think when it came out, or like shortly after it came out, when my older brother saw it, he like showed me certain parts of it that were really cool. Mm-hmm. And I, and honestly, I don't like. I get why this movie. I feel like if this movie came out now, it might be rated PG thirteen, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm sure language had something to do with it, but even the language was fairly tame. Yeah, because the whole thing, I was like, there's some gross visuals in the in the beginning and mm-hmm. later on, but the violence is all very much to par with what we see in movies right. nowadays, Yeah, too. like, no one ever gets, like, their head chopped off, which happens exactly. a lot in Star Wars, in fact. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, yeah, so he showed me, like, cool parts. So he showed me the part where Morpheus and Neo fight right after he's downloaded all the fighting styles into his right. brain. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. He showed me that whole fight. <laughs> Don't stop trying to hit me and hit me. Show me all right, that. Right. And I was like, this is dope. You think that's and, air you're breathing? Oh, so good. That I, line like, is it's, great. Like, it's like so cool. I get <laughs> it. it is I get so that cool. It's, it's just cool, you know? Right. Um, like, did you ever so, at any point, I mean, like, I know that you're like an adult now and you knew of the movie, but like, did you ever at any point while watching it try to go like convince yourself that stuff around you wasn't real? Like, it is truly impossible to do. I, so this, this might be a fun episode because I feel like maybe we might get into some, some, some like metaphysics here, which I mm-hmm. love. Um, Yes. I did not do that this time, but I also kind of am constantly like I constantly am like nothing's real, but also everything's real. Right. Uh, so that this movie and also this movie. Oh, real quick. The other cool parts that my brother showed me. Yes. Yes. Uh, dodge this. Showed me dodge this. <laughs> that was dope. Showed me the like the guns. Uh, the, it was like, we're going to need guns. And then they're in the white room and all the guns come. Yeah, and right. They, come into the office building and set off the Which middle tank show like, me that fight scene. Cars.com completely took that for commercials for a long time. Like <laughs> big white room <laughs> and it was like, I need uh, so sedans, true. blue sedans. And then like the shelves all like keep refining. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, what were we just... Oh yeah. You yes. said so, uh, the the my little whole, brother and I like lobby scene. So my so that those are the ones my older brother showed me. And my little brother and I have often had the conversation. So my little brother's very into philosophy and I'm uh into it but not as like well versed in it as he is. Mm-hmm. And so we oftentimes have a conversation where like the the whole like sort of idea of the matrix and the simulacrum simulation, the idea that like what if we are in a simulation, you know, how does that affect our lives or like how does that affect who you who you are? And I'm very much in the camp that, like, I don't give a shit if we are in a simulation. Like the cypher was right camp. <laughs> not necessarily the cypher is right camp. Uh, just, the, just the fact that, like, if our, if our lives are as real in the simulation as they are in the real world, oh, then there's uh-huh. no, like, then there's no difference, you know? And right. not necessarily saying I wouldn't want to wake up and know there was a, a real world outside of that. But, like, when Neo was like, I have all these memories and none of them are real. I'm like, no, they're still real, man. Like, this stuff still happened to you. Right. It was just in a different, like, world or whatever. Right. So I'm very much I'm very much in the camp that, like, when people are like, oh, man, what if our whole reality is just a computer simulation somewhere? I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, like, it's I've still... had a good 28 years of it so far. <laughs> yeah, it's still as real as anything, uh, like... It, it, it does, my life doesn't become any less real just because I'm technically a simulation or whatever. Right. Which, uh, you know, is probably what the Sims and my computer say. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, that's basically what, like, every Black Mirror episode is about anymore. I haven't seen the new season yet, but, like, uh, some, like, digital consciousness is, like, trapped for eternity in its own simulation, and it's, like, aware of itself. And it's, like, mm-hmm. that would, I think, become kind of, like, a hell. But in... in the matrix you're not like living forever even if you are in a simulation like you're you're living a normal human life but like you're in 1999 and there's a sunshine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so the other thing that i thought was really interesting about this movie is that i feel like it, uh, the idea that like ai could take over and and like harvest us or whatever uh-huh. for 
for probably most of the 2000s was like, that's not a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> but, but like nowadays, yeah, there is a legitimate concern. I was listening to this one, this other podcast about uh, different uh, existential threats to humanity. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the, cause like global warming, climate change is a threat, but it won't wipe out all of humanity. Like it'll just kill like, you know, 99% of us or something crazy like that. <laughs> okay. But, like, if an AI became self-aware and decided that it was in charge, like, that could literally destroy all life on Earth. Damn. And and the way they talked about it in this podcast is super similar to just what happens in The Matrix. Yeah. Because the the uh, the metaphor they use is they're like, if there's a paperclip factory that has an AI that runs the paperclip factory and is always trying to self-improve. Because that's what all our algorithms are doing now uh-huh. is is they're writing themselves and improving themselves. So the paperclip factory algorithm makes its best version of itself, becomes self-aware, but its its main program, its main goal is to just make paperclips very efficiently. Right. And so however it decides to do that is how it's going to do that. So if it decides that all humans should be <laughs> making paperclips, then that's what's yeah. going to happen. Or if it decides that our carbon atoms could be better used as paperclips... <laughs> then that's what's going to happen. Or if it decides that we should be batteries, like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So like, I feel like the sort of wacky sci-fi premise of the matrix is now like, Oh no, this could happen. (laughs) It would would optimize like to the extreme. Yes. Cause cause if the Netflix and, and so, so like for instance, the Netflix algorithm, right. Mm -hmm. Is always trying to, is trying to give us the best, most personalized entertainment it can. Right. And, that's its job and that's what it knows how to do. So if it becomes self-aware, then what it's going to try to do is just entertain us as best as it can. And if that means it puts us in little pods and feeds our brains serotonin and stuff <laughs> and, and uses our bodies as batteries, then that's right. what it's going to do. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So the matrix is, <laughs> the matrix is real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, completely. Um, <laughs> People are going to be like, Josiah is, Josiah is gone down a conspiracy J- Josiah theory is hole. a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> he took the red pill. <laughs> yeah. Um, the so I, so the, a big reason why we're doing The Matrix right now, other than that this year is its 20th anniversary, um, and oh, that it wild. is very Star Wars in general, um, is that I'm in a musical right now uh, that is a parody of The Matrix, and... Like it is, it is this movie. Like it's the first Matrix movie, um, but it's a musical. So um, the idea of like you said about okay, yeah, fine, it's a simulation, but it also is real. So my character in the musical is Cipher, and the most recent time I watched it was just like maybe a couple months ago, kind of knowing that it was in preparation for this show. So I like paid extra attention to him and all of his moves and yeah, his story through his lens, and I was just like, yeah, no, this this guy's the hero. <laughs> Of course he's not. But, like, I know that I would be the, like, coward who's like, I miss real steak, which, of course, is not real. But... but it's, it is. It might as well be. too bad he was, like, treacherous. I mean, I, I'm too bad. I'm, like, trying to, like, be sympathetic for him because I'm playing the character. It's not too right. bad. He's a weasel and a, and a fucking, like, narc. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, if, narc. if there were a way for me after I took the red pill to, like, go back, I think I probably would. <laughs> See, I, I think that, like, I mean, it's it, 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 I, I hate that, like, MRAs and dumb evil, <laughs> stupid, incel, like, beta cuck, whatever. Right, right. Dumb male guys on the internet are, like, they've co-opted the red pill to be, like, wake up, man. Like, yeah. feminism is bad and, like, <laughs> men are oppressed. And it's like, guys, you're the worst. But the worst. leave it to white men on the internet to ruin everything. You know what That's else true. they did? <laughs> oh, yeah, Star Wars, huh? Yeah. Damn, we're really coming back to this is pretty dang Star Wars in a lot of ways. I know, huh? I know. I mean, I'm like, I'm having a hard time making a case against it other than your classic, if you put Star Wars in front of it, would you believe it? And like, to like a dumb person who isn't actually watching the movie, but just sort of seeing the special effects. Yeah, maybe, possibly. <laughs> That's true. The Like, the, the wild thing about this movie is I feel like, I feel like so. I feel like the uh, the Wachowski siblings. Is that how you say their last name? Wachowski. I think it's Wachowski, but Wachowski. Like, I said Wachowski I like, for a long time. I feel like the Wachowskis could have made 
I feel like if the Wachowskis were making a movie when George Lucas was making a movie, they might have made Star Wars. And vice versa, if oh, uh-huh. George Lucas was making movies like or, or was like their age and like being an Artur an Artur an Artur, however you say mm-hmm, the Artur. Mm-hmm. He would have made he might have made the Matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like they are They're similar. spiritually similar. Yes, especially since like they made their like magnum opus kind of not right out the gate but pretty yeah, immediately right. were very good right. and they have literally never lived up to their, <laughs> their, their like true. original promise yeah yeah um, fuck, dude so this that's, movie is star wars yeah this movie is very star it's, it's it is incredibly star wars and everything but the name like you just said like you couldn't yeah uh, even if my grandma saw this she'd probably be like where's the lightsabers and i'd be like oh dang it grandma yeah no this isn't okay Man, dude, but dang, and it's a fun like movie, though, isn't it? Such cool effects and choreography to it, like the uh, the fights. The fights are so good. They're so good. It's just, it's just like and like mind blowing how good the fights are. You know what? Yeah. I Of all the fights, there's all the like guns and the flips and explosions and stuff. Of all the fight moments, I think my favorite, and this just goes to show like how well choreographed this movie is is the moment where uh, Neo throws a punch at Agent Smith and Smith blocks his hand and then Neo extends his fingers to, like, choke Smith. Yes, you know? yes. Oh, my God. I think the, that ugh. is, like, almost, like, I, that might be cooler than, like, the bullet dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And, like, yeah. I, I, and I was watching that on 1.5 speed, so I was like, damn! <laughs> uh, yeah, that oh, part is so dope cool. as hell. And uh, the like all yeah the choreo for so okay, I think that there are like sort of two schools of thought when it comes to really dope fights in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I feel like they have to either be in one of these camps in order to like be really effective. Yeah, I think I even know where you're heading with this. Yeah, so I think there's like the hyper not or like the more realistic hard hitting fights, right? Uh, like the Daredevil I, Netflix show. Literally, exactly the example I was. Yeah, use. or like even like um, Born Identity. That there's yes, some choreography yes. to it, but it feels like heavy and right, difficult. and like da- like sort of your Dark Knight fighting, and like yeah, it yeah. feels like it feels like a real person fighting, even though it is choreographed and like really dope to watch. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is, and I, I think those fights end up being very very cool. And then there's there's the other end of the spectrum where it's the Matrix, where it is like they're on wires, they're going yeah. into bullet time. It's so it's like heavily comic choreographed. book panels. Yes, and it looks it's so fucking fun to watch because so it looks fun amazing. To watch. Yeah, it's it's like it's like why you would watch wrestling, like exactly you know pro wrestling. Like it's just like people dressed so kind of like ridiculously like all the they're all wearing like long coats and like tight leather and spandex and so, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to be wearing what they're wearing um and yes. sunglasses inside it, like it's just, which is also kind of star wars like the why were the jedis always wearing robes like yeah this is hindering you it just kind of looks cool <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah, I, it's just a cool, well-made movie. Yeah, it, it, it's you know so what? Good. And what, it's, what's mind-boggling too is the inf- the effects in this movie aren't necessarily like leaps and bounds better than say the effects in Phantom Menace. But these movies mm-hmm. came out the same year, same year, yeah. Which is wild to think of because this feels so much I don't know more creative than and it feels that. like it 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 holds up. Like I don't I don't I can't think of CGI in the Matrix, the first one specifically, that like doesn't work still now like it was used yeah. very tactically very totally sp- like sparingly and uh whereas jar jar was a whole character <laughs> exactly um, totally but yeah like the the have you ever seen any of the i know that you only just saw the movie for the first time today but have you ever seen any of the like behind the scenes of how they shot those those tricks where like the camera goes around them while they're frozen in air or whatever no there there's the when when neo and smith are like they like lunge at each other and they're in midair and like they're both shooting yeah. their guns that scene is the one that comes to mind. I think the the bullet dodge might be one too. Um, that's on like the DVD extras, and they're just in the 360 room of green screen, and there are something like you know 50 to 100 cameras all just positioned in the like all around the room in the the motion that the a a film camera would be taking, like if it were like yeah. a, a crane shot or a dolly shot or whatever, and they 
pull the two guys up on wires, and then they just fire all those cameras off, like, one after another in rapid succession, and then they have, like, you know, a hundred different pictures, and then they just composite them together. It's so so sick. (laughs) It is so cool. I love that, too, because they could have just been, like... And this is not to shit on George Lucas necessarily, but if he was making that movie at that time, he would have been like, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and do this all green screen, all effects. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, he would have thrown and, and did like he, I mean, the sword, the lightsaber battles in uh, Phantom Menace are pretty dope as well. Um, right. But for, for, you know, a scene like that, they'd have been like, let's just do this digitally. Um, well, and it's cool right, that they did true. it digitally as well as like using very neat camera techniques to pull off what they wanted to do. Well, and even that's kind of Lucas because Lucas basically invented the, the special effects world of today. Uh, that's very For true. the sake of like, I, I want to make the movie I want to see and I need to essentially invent certain cameras for that. And, you know, like ILM did that, but he was sort of responsible for it coming into existence. Once again, I feel like they are similar, like, auteurs I don't know how to say that word and I keep saying it but um, I think it's Arthur they're both definitely Arthur from PBS dang we've already been talking for 30 minutes I know it's crazy because like I've only just said how much I like this movie and I I think I think we are being like we are discussing it and we are being somewhat engaging with one another but I don't know if it's been like fun or funny it's just like two guys in their late 20s going like dude the Matrix rocks (laughs) (laughs) dude it's it's a good movie it's cool have you seen it so cool you guys you gotta see have you ever seen have you ever seen Forrest Gump (laughs) have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs right just like finding a very popular movie and being like yeah it is good guys i have a crazy take but like i think the movie the matrix is awesome <laughs> it was pretty dope it made me want to watch more movies cuz i feel like i don't watch movies very much these days right um, especially the ones I have, like, i've like missed Oh, like, yeah. like, if I've missed like out on him, said, I've missed out on him. Yeah, right. Like, I know it through culture, so why do I? Why would I see it at this point? But I'm yeah, so glad I, thought, I, I mean, watched Men in Black. That was the other thing I thought that was interesting about this movie is because, like, it didn't waste any time either in the no. way that, like, because I, I knew all the beats, but I didn't know how they fit together. And uh-huh. it very much was like, we got to get Neo. All right. Because I thought the movie was going to be a longer thing of him, like, figuring out that he was in the Matrix and stuff. But literally, like, first 20 minutes, it's like, boom. All right. He knows it. Let's yeah. let's do this. And right. like with Cypher, you're like, this guy seems a little shady. And then immediately right. after he's kind of shady to Neo, it's like, yep, he's the bad guy. And I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Because like there's it, it, so much like um, world you have to understand that. Yeah. And I wonder, and, and it might be because you are probably particularly good at watching movies and also you kind of knew what the matrix was before you saw it but i bet someone who has never seen or heard of this movie watching that wouldn't necessarily pick up on like how hard they're hitting you over the head from from the jump um because they're trying to like piece shit together as it is being told to them you know like i um, feel like that's that's I feel like yeah I feel like it, in 1999 the first time you see it you're probably yeah. much more like whoa what's this cool new kind of world I'm being put into right and like and have not you seen someone... the Prestige no but I also know what happens in the Prestige right I mean like that will color it for you but like that movie is told in like chunks and they don't it's not like A to B linear like start to finish like you see chunks in different time right. pieces and. Then the second time you watch it, it's like, oh my god, it was right in front of me the whole time. But like, it's because you then know the movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think, and like, that's one of the, I guess, sort of the downsides of like being on the internet and just sort of absorbing culture in the background all the time. Is that I do know what happens in Prestige. I know the twist to Sixth Sense, even though I've never seen it. Like, I know, I know that Neo's the one, and I know that like later on in the series, he's very much the one in a lot of dumb ways. Yeah. So like, I, I know, I, I just like it, it's kind of, it's kind of the, the, the drawback of that is that I don't get to be, I guess, as surprised necessarily. But I think it's still fun to consume those kind of things, um, because I guess yeah, because instead of having to watch it the second time to be able to pick up on it, it's sort of like the first time you go around, you're like, oh. Oh, okay, right. okay, okay. Well, especially, yeah, like if it is a movie with like a huge rewatch value. Like I would watch right. The Prestige right now. And I've seen it probably I'd like watch, five or six times. I don't honestly times. watch The Matrix. I don't honestly watch The Matrix again right now. <laughs> like I kind of was like, should I go ahead and rent the next two just so I can like experience the world a little more? And then I was like, no, I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, 
But we let's let we, let's go to the pit real quick, and then we've got yeah, a yeah, special yeah. segment when we come That's back. Right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, here we All go. Right. I'm Whee! jacking into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Jack into the pit. Okay, now that the ad breaks over, I can jack back off. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Oh, and we're back. Oh, no. Um, oh, yeah, and we're back. And, and we're, we're Jack. And we're jacked. And we're jacked. That Robin Williams movie that made me cry. <laughs> See, I haven't um, seen that one. I think that one's called Jack. That's anyway, where he's a clown and he works at a hospital? No, that one's called Clown Hospital. Oh, okay. Um, I actually can't remember the name of that damn movie That's right called now. Patch Adams. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, what is the name of that movie? Okay, so, <laughs> Mike, we did. you did a special fun sort of game segment yes that we are going to drop in here in a second but do you want yeah, to set, yeah, it yeah. Up, set it up for yeah, us no, here will be the, kind of what the it's setup, all about um, and then I'll, I'll throw it over to uh, Mike Gospel in the field um, <laughs> I as I mentioned earlier am in a musical version of The Matrix and it opens here in Chicago uh, August 2nd and it runs through all of August and like on, on weekends um, and uh I, at rehearsal this week, was able to talk to some of the cast and crew of the one, the Matrix musical parody, um, to interview them and get some insights and thoughts from them about the classic film, The Matrix. Um, So here's Mike at the Second City Training Center uh, talking to some of his cast and crew friends at rehearsal. Take it away, Mike. Take it away. How Star Wars this is Mike Gospel on the scene at rehearsal for The One, the Matrix musical parody that opens on August 2nd at the Den Theater in Chicago. Um, I, of course, am in the show. I play Cypher, who is you know pretty much the main character, but I'm also going to talk to some of the rest of the cast and crew and ask them questions about their rehearsal process and uh, get people pumped up to come and see this play. This is Bruce Phillips who is Agent Smith in The One, the Matrix musical parody. He is also uh, at Hitchcocktails at the Annoyance. Bruce, my question for you. Hugo Weaving has played lots of iconic roles. What are some of them? Oh, uh, well, he was uh, Elrond in uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, he... Do you not know this movie, Lord of the Rings? Hmm? Lord of the Rings. I'm not into that nerd shit. It's a... Okay, that was Bruce. This is Brie Fitzpatrick. She is in Anarchy with me and Josiah, and she is playing Trinity in The One, the Matrix musical parody. And Brie, my question for you is, as Trinity, um, do you know there's lots of religious themes in The Matrix? Yeah, I'd noticed a couple. Do you know the Trinity? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm here now with John Monteverdi, the music director and composer of The One, um, and I have to ask you a question. Could you, without playing the note, sing a middle C? Uh... And now let's see if that's right. Oh, fuck, he got it. <laughs> this is Laura Marsh. She wrote the one, the Matrix parody musical. And Laura, I have a very important question for you. Okay. I've been wanting to ask you it this whole process. <laughs> have you seen The Matrix? The, wait, what is it? The movie from 1999. A movie from 1999 called The it's called the Matrix. The You can you not hear my pronunciation? What did you say? The May. Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix. Have you seen that? What's it about? Okay, everybody. This has been Mike Gospel live on the scene. This is Mike Gospel on the scene of rehearsal. This is the Act One finale. What you can't see right now is the choreography, but it is so cool. Ah, ah. I am here now with Sheena Laird, the choreographer extraordinaire of the one. Um, Sheena, I have to ask you a question. Um, can you complete this phrase for me? Sure. Five, six, seven. Ten. There you have it.
Okay, I'm here now with Liz Anderson. She is playing the woman in the red dress and a dozen other characters. You know, ensemble. Um, sure. Yeah, and she has her own very successful podcast, Paired. Um, you can get it anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, Liz, is how'd you do that? How'd you get such a good show? We've been doing I, this for so long. It's so bad. No, I thought this was about Matrix. The podcast is, but like the episode is, but like ours, we got like 40 listeners. Oh, I, well, how we get more? No, but I think I think you just you if you want to you you can send press release. Is it? Is that? Is your? Are you okay? Huh? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bruce made fun of me for not knowing who Elrond was. He's an elf. This is Sean Ricker. He plays Neo in the one, the Matrix musical parody. Say hi. Hello. Now, um, there's an iconic scene in The Matrix where Neo dodges bullets and he, like, bends over backwards and stuff. Um, will you do that for me right now, please? Sure, yeah. Uh, check this out. Oh, sick! Oh, that's fucking cool! Wow! Wow, wow! Wow! This is the director, CJ Tour, who is also the star of Lakeshore and Limbo, his own awesome podcast out on the internet. And CJ, I've been meaning to ask you this question. Um, have you seen The Matrix? I'm sorry? The, the, the movie? The movie? Yeah. But the show, Mike, um, Mike, you did a lot of good work, but... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, we're going to have to go a different direction. No, 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 please, no! Um, of somebody oh. good. Please! <laughs> I'm sure he was just kidding around. Uh, I, th I think I'm still on the show. Um, well, that's, uh, that's all for me here at rehearsal. The one opens on August 2nd, and I'm definitely going to be in the show. And uh, this has been Mike Gospel with How Star Wars Is It, back to you. How Star Wars Is It! Well, that was something. Uh, thanks, and Mike. And we're back. And we're back again. Uh, so, Mike, as always, asking the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Um, <laughs> you are now. Uh, we are going to do guess. a press release, so we might as well be journalists. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so... Um, I think we've talked a lot about how the Matrix is cool and good, and it's also, and I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about how it is pretty Star Wars along the way. Hey, talk. I think speaking of cool and good and Star Wars, I just have like one fun little piece of color that I think you'll appreciate. Um, it does not have songs in the way that Star Wars does. It has some songs, and of course, the one, the Matrix musical parody, has a bunch of uh, bangers in it. Um, but the intro where it's like the WB title card and the music is like. <laughs> yeah that um is the same thing that happens at the beginning of the matrix reloaded and then subsequently the matrix revolutions but each uh n successive movie it's modulated up a half step oh isn't that kind of interesting <laughs> that is that is weird and very interesting because like it feels like it's too specific where they had to have done that on purpose oh they absolutely did but like who would ever know uh, obviously the internet figured it out because that's how right. i learned it but and also why like what's right. the like like that's this cool is the second but, one why? right i know it makes me wonder like if that gets done in any other movies like at the beginning of the two towers is it instead of do 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 it's I might have gone up much higher than a half step I think we did a whole step instead on accident so speaking of going up by half steps and whole steps so people who aren't music people might not this might be all Greek to them but you know you can tell whenever something is in a different key because it sounds higher or lower blah 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 whatever so one of my one of my my siblings are all musicians and singers as well, and so we have a game we play, especially during the holidays, mostly Game. games, mostly where we uh, mostly during the holidays because we'll take like a carol, like a Christmas carol, or whatever, mm -hmm. and one person sings the melody, and then two uh, two other two other people will start with the melody, but then one or like start at the same pitch as the melody, but then one person will go up in a, like a chromatic scale like by half steps and the other person uh -huh. will go down in a chromatic scale by half steps 
So the, uh-huh. so everyone's try- so the person's trying to sing the melody while there's an uh, ascending and descending chromatic scale going on at the same time. That sounds very horrible and hard. It is it is awful to hear, and we never make it very <laughs> we we never make it very far because we always just start laughing because it sounds so bad. Mm-hmm. Which is weirdly most of our games that we play with music is where we just do something that sounds bad and then and then we laugh about it because we're like this sounds so bad. That's funny. I would do, it's not similar to that, but I also do a dumb game with my sister that is music and sounds bad. If I'm ever playing something on piano, uh, I will not finish a, a phrase. So like the, whatever the chord I'm on, like doesn't resolve. And then she'll like actually physically come over and like play whatever the tonic root chord was just to be like, <sighs> I, 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 I actually love doing that. Like, one of my favorite jokes <laughs> is finishing a song and then just being like, nah, like doing the seven, yeah, but like, like the leaving minor them seven, hanging. And it's like, ha right. take that. <laughs> right. I, it's so dumb. That's and I love it. So stupid. Music <laughs> jokes. I love music jokes. Yeah, I guess. Another fun thing to do is if someone else is playing the keyboard is going over to the pitch bend dial and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is also very fun. I'm trying to think of things that aren't Star Wars about this movie. Other than that, you know, it takes place like quote on earth. Right. And I'm not coming up with a lot. Oh, another you know? thing, like, another thing I wrote down that I forgot about till just now. Does this movie take place is the Matrix in Chicago? Oh, yes. So they, they, they are say from here. When they're when they're saying like and, street names like in, in like I I specifically recognize he's like, "Oh, there's a phone at Wabash and Lake." And I was like, "That's Chicago." That's right. Yes, so so the Wachowski Wachowskis are from here. They shot it in Australia, but the the they wanted it to look like New York City ish, and the names are all Chicago. Yeah, which is um, which so is, the idea is it's like city of America, like it's never necessarily identified as one specific right. city or not, which is I think another kind of fun little matrixy thing. Like there's a lot of fun things on on rewatch and rewatch and rewatch or like watching stuff on YouTube or whatever that you see that like, again, it's not necessarily subtle, but there's all these things that it's just sort of like, Oh yeah, nothing was ever kind of exactly right here from the beginning. Like everything is kind of green because they like color corrected the whole movie that takes place in the matrix as green. Like you're inside of a kind of retro computer. Sure. And, uh, you know, like the window washer scene that Neo, the whole, or, you know, the, the, the boss, telling him you think you're special or whatever uh there's that window washer and like the the suds on the window kind of looks like the digital rain code of the matrix Mm. like in form Mm -hmm. alone but like you know it's raining when they take the bug out of him like there's a lot of just like repeated if if nothing else just sort of visual motifs that's really cool but like he's distracted the whole time by the falling code and never thinks everything is exactly right and they always like the whole movie just sort of feels kind of off until you figure out why that it's off on purpose right Right. um did you know that the like club they go to that rob zombie is playing um those were all just like that scene of people in i guess australia like the sort of like leather bondage club goers <laughs> like they were just like right. come and party and we'll film it <laughs> that's amazing it's so wild to me like i think they have such an uh, eye for like aesthetics which is another george lucas star wars thing that like they were comic people and martial arts sure. dorks you know and then they're like it's this this is the thing like they had a very clear vision from the get-go and it did not stray yeah um which I think is very much original Star Wars too. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this movie is. I feel like this movie is very much original trilogy in a lot of ways, mm, and maybe that's not as frequently. Yeah. Um, because I feel like there is a vision; they do execute it very well, and then, um, you know, I don't. I mean, we're just we're talking about just this movie, so not that's necessarily right. the sequels, but the f- the fact that they do have sequels that don't like live up is also very Star Wars. That's which I think true. We, I don't know if we mentioned that before or in the recording or not. I know right. I said it earlier. Right. Um, but yeah, like just culturally everything, it really hits a lot of the points as well as content wise. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good point. Culturally, like, we, everybody has heard the word Jedi or, like, use the Force or I am your father. And, like, obviously everybody does the, like, their take of the, like, slow motion backbend bullet dodge thing. And, like, you know, oh, yeah. even red pill get, and blue I, pill. and I remember people, like, actually doing, like, the running on walls thing and doing, like, the flip off the walls. Like, trying to do right. that a lot. Right. Especially, like, God, that after rocks. this movie came out. You know, like... Uh, yeah, this movie culturally had a huge impact, and people still stay like Jack into the Matrix, hack into the Matrix, all that stuff. Yeah, right. Like it's just it's it's just there, you know. It's anytime it's someone says deja vu, I'm like, what did they change? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, um, yeah. We have God. We haven't even talked about the Oracle. She's awesome. She's dope. Also, I thought it was a cool twist on the whole cho- chosen one shtick for her to tell him he wasn't the one because in order to actually be the one, he had to think that he wasn't. Right. I thought that was kind of cool because I feel like most of the time with chosen one stories or whatever, the the person finds out very early on and then they're just like, they don't want to be the one, but they're like, oh, I hate that I have to do this. Right. And he was just like, well, I'm not. So I guess I can just do whatever. Yes. Which right. is how that it had to go. And I'm like, that's kind of a fun little twist. Right. All the good guys and the bad guys are men except for one. And she's kind of um, just cool but doesn't have much of a character that's kind of star wars <laughs> oh yeah and there's one black guy <laughs> well I, um, guess, I guess there's the i guess there's well, one yeah, black there's guy tank in the and dozer and there's uh, tank and dozer there's so there's there's one man of color who's like a main character and you've got tank and dozer who's sort of ancillary ancillary characters right um, i love but yeah, one tank. woman he's so charming in that movie that's what i was gonna say i was actually gonna say that earlier when we were talking about the acting i was like yeah. i feel like he did i feel like he probably was like the most like maybe did the best yeah. job. Him and Cipher felt the most like real people, right. you know. Um, when um, when I, Morpheus I always... kind of snaps out of being held captive or whatever, and he's like, "Tank, I need an exit" or whatever, and Tank just goes, "God damn, it's good to hear your voice, sir." I love that part. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, he's very charming, and I'm glad he didn't die. Um, Speaking oh, of yeah, line was... reads, um, there's a Cipher moment where I think he didn't do the like. I wish they had maybe directed the take differently it's so stupid it's one word but like because i've watched this movie so many times i've like heard it and been like well that's not exactly right he's explaining the code to neo like he's like are you is that the matrix and he's like yeah and he's like is it always in code and he's i forget exactly what the words are but the the idea is when like you can watch people fight in the construct because it's like their own video game hard downloaded to their computer but the matrix is live and it's just so big that it has to all be coded or whatever for rendering sake but the Mm -hmm. way he says it is like like the the read ought to be like um yeah we have the view screens for when you're in the construct but in the matrix it's just too big blah 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 or whatever but the way he read it is like um like the the construct would be the operative word there to kind of lean into, and the way he says it is, yeah, you we can watch you on the viewing screen when you're in the construct, but in the matrix, you blah 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 blah. And <laughs> I I it just it it doesn't sit right. Maybe it's like a complete like over critique on my part, but like I it's it's techno babbly stuff, you know, in the way sure. that Harrison Ford is like, this is all nothing, just like punch it chewy. Uh, yeah, uh, like that. It's like they probably were just like, ah, we got. He said all the words. Let's just like print he said that all the take. words. It's fine. <laughs> so real quick, t- I just want to like get into some metaphysics bullshit. Yes, yes, and some some um, I guess some quantum bullshit too. Whatever, who cares? Here's the thing, guys. For everybody who's worried that we might be in a simulation, the energy output that it would take which they don't they kind of get into in the movie mm. where they're like the human body's a good battery which it isn't that's some, <laughs> that's some, that's another funny thing that like i was reading about a long time ago was that like the robots plans to use humans as batteries is like absurdly inefficient interesting because they're like oh we, we have more uh we produce more energy than a 12 volt battery which isn't very much <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> it's very inefficient to, uh, like, I guess, harvest humans in the way that the robots do. Huh. Uh, but they also say they're, like, using this in, like, fusion. They're able to do this, whatever yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and fusion. Like, well, then they should just be using the fusion. <laughs> like, why are they... <laughs> If they can, if That's they can like achieve the, um, the Kumail Nanjiani joke about the the street drug called cheese, 
which is Tylenol PM and heroin. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. do the heroin. Just do the heroin. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to use humans and also fusion, just, you know how to do nuclear fusion. Just do that. That's way better. But, so that, that was something else in the podcast that talked about was, like, if we are a simulation, like, it, the amount of uh, energy it would take to simulate our universe is like absurd mm-hmm. and also the amount of like heat runoff like computers need coolers right uh that are that big and so like the amount of computers and computing power it would take to render like even just the human brain is already something that we can't really do and That's would take so a ridiculous amount about. of computing power <laughs> and if if it was going to do that with literally every human and also the entire like observable universe it would have to take a computer that's so advanced we can't even really comprehend it so the odds aren't great that we're in a simulation but also the odds are very good that we're in a simulation because all it would take is one like little teen somewhere in this future society to figure out how to do it and all of a sudden we are in a simulation Mm. so i just wanted everyone to know that to give them some sort of existential angst so that way they can feel how i feel every freaking night whenever i think about that (laughs) Uh, so I think we're getting a little close to maybe we should maybe we should give us a score. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of what my thing ought to be. Um, I think I, my, mine's going to be ladies in red dresses. Mm, that's a big part of our show. Basically, every <laughs> like iconic thing in the Matrix, which is like dozens, are like full numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, oh, hey, fun! Two fun, interesting details. That scene, the woman in the red dress scene, all the people walking by, you know, they're all basically in black and white. And then they're not like literally in grayscale, but they're wearing black clothes or white clothes. And then the lady right. in red walks by. They they wanted that scene to look like the program itself had to just populate uh, an area so that it like duplicated a bunch of the same body, you know, like in a Disney animation, like the 3d digital animation, like you see a lot of yes. like, the same character model, essentially. That was the idea. They wanted it to look like that. So everybody walking by in that scene has another person who looks just like them. Also in that scene, they cast all twins. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That is very weird. <laughs> like, you don't even interesting like, way perceive to accomplish that, that really. Um, but like, if you watch, you can see clips of that on YouTube. And then another fun, interesting thing that was a sort of behind the scenes thing that got cut, but it's especially interesting knowing sort of like the trajectory of the Wachowskis. Um, the character Switch uh, mm-hmm. was so named because in an earlier draft of the script, she uh, was like in the in the Matrix was a he, but in the real world was a she, or or possibly oh. vice versa. Um, and then, like, because there's already so much confusing shit going on, they were just like, let's make everybody look basically like they do now, but, like, in cooler clothes. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. as to not confuse people further. But I thought that was interesting. That's very cool. They're sort of writing in those trans narratives before they, like, came out as trans, which is very interesting. Yes. Um, okay, but back to rating it out of 10. Yeah, I'm doing 10. I'm doing uh, – so what's your what's – your, uh, unit of measurement um hmm i'm i'm gonna say like those little bugs that you put in someone's belly button <laughs> yeah that would gross me out it's real so hard. gross there was a lot of body horror in the first like, 20 minutes of the movie where i was like this is gross and when that mo- like he says uh when they suck that out of him with like the gun thing in the car mm-hmm. he goes jesus christ that was real but on like tnt or whatever when the matrix is always on on cable the edit is Jeepers Creepers. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say it's an eight. I think it's pretty dang Star Wars. Damn. Uh, did you have a thing? Oh, yeah. You said. Um, eight women in red. Women in red. Right. <laughs> um, so, because you said eight, I I like I hate giving things a seven. I feel like we give everything a seven. But because you said eight, I will say seven uh, little bug droids, so that the podcast collectively gave it a seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably safe. <laughs> yeah, because I agree. Um, it's like so friggin' Star Wars, but like it doesn't have a lightsaber or a Death Star, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's hard to give it that full nine, you know. Right. Or ten. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think we, this is, I feel like the first episode in a while where we've actually really actually like analyzed like something. Like wanted to talk about the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but cool. So guys go see the one, the matrix parody musical that Mike is in. Yes. Uh, I really wish I was in town so I could see it. Cause it sounds <laughs> like it's going to be a blast. And all the people involved are very cool and a blast. Yeah, so it's go super, see it. super fun. It's at the Den Theater uh, in August. So go see it, everybody. And if you Get want us on the internet. Yeah, if you want us. <laughs> we are uh, at A Good Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mike Gospel. Josiah's at The Josiah Man. Uh, we are so Mike misspoke. We are at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. What did but I our say? Email is you said a good podcast. Oh fuck! <laughs> but our email is a good podcast at gmail.com So God that is it. still <laughs> that is no! still true. No! <laughs> damn it, Mike! What's everyone gonna think now? <laughs> They're gonna uh, be so confused. <laughs> Um, and let's see what else. Oh, uh, make sure you go ahead and give us a five-star rating, please. Yeah, you better. You better. Uh, and tell your friends to both give us a five-star rating and to listen to the show. Um, uh, if you like the show, give us a like and a subscribe and show your friends how to subscribe. <laughs> that's right. And I do it for them. I still think that's like so funny and cute. <laughs> yeah, do it for them and also delete all the other podcasts from their app. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because we are, we are going to be the only one. <laughs> right. Um, uh, awesome. Well, I think it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that fucking kills me. It sucks. So, uh, <laughs> it sucks. So, like we always say... Yeah. We love you, and may the the fourth be be with with you. you. Bye. Bye. Man, should I watch the Matrix sequels? Um. Are they fun? uh...